November 20th, 2020, Newsletter, Lost. Hello everyone, I hope you all have had a wonderful week. I'm counting down the days until December 29th. We have only 39 more days until we leave, which is crazy, but super exciting. This week, my mom and I have received some more pop can donations and took them to the store to return them. On Tuesday, we drove down to Indianapolis, Indiana to meet with a travel doctor and speak with him about what vaccinations he would recommend or we have to have to go to Liberia. We received those vaccines as well as some prescriptions for some of the other things he highly recommends. We were so blessed by this doctor as he and his staff were extremely personable people. He even called us before our appointment to ask if there was anything specific we wanted to talk about and gave us his personal contact information so we could contact him if we ever had any questions. Thank you all for your prayers regarding vaccines. Our yellow fever shots went well and we haven't had any reaction to them other than my mom is a bit sore. As far as financial things go, thanks to the generous donations from some friends and family, we are now fully funded for our mission trip. Any extra support that people send in and the money we receive from pop cans will go into a fund to cover any extra costs for things that we didn't initially budget for. For example, Bibles for people in Liberia, our food while traveling, parking at the airport, as well as fuel to and from the airport, vaccinations, and any other extra expenses that may pop up. Thank you all for your prayers in this area as well. Please continue to pray for the rest of our team as they work to raise the support they need. This week, I'm sharing a story that is from my Uncle Sam's book, Hope Story, but not about Liberia. I share this story because I want to share how we should be as much on mission right where we are as we should be on mission in Liberia or any other mission trip. What I'm about to say may seem off track, but stick with me. Merriam-Webster defines poverty as the state of one who lacks a usual or socially acceptable amount of money or material possessions. This is the way we view earthly poverty, the lack of money or material possessions. Although most of us have never been impoverished, we all have been, or maybe still are, in spiritual poverty. We have all lacked, or maybe still do, lack of relationship with God. We all have lacked, or you may still lack, salvation if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Whether you may recognize it or not, we all have a spiritual thirst that can only be quenched by a relationship with God through accepting Jesus as our Savior. We all fall short of God's standard of perfection. We have all disobeyed God. See Romans 3.23. We, in turning away from God and disobeying Him, have been separated from God and justly condemned to eternity in hell, forever separated from God. See Romans 6.23. Yet, God desired to make a way to mend that severed relationship. God came to the world in human likeness through His Son, Jesus. Jesus lived a perfect life in humble obedience to God, even to the point of his death on a cross where he bore the just, infinite wrath of God which was meant for us. 
See Philippians 2, 7-8. Jesus took on our punishment of death. Still, death could not hold him back. Three days after he died, he arose to life, defeating death itself, so all who believe in him may have eternal life with God in heaven. See John 3.16 Jesus redeems us. Those who believe in him and accept him as their Savior are made right before God. They accept the gift of becoming blameless and pure before a perfect God. We are given the gift of life in Christ our Savior. It costs living our life in daily obedience and surrender to God. But may I say, it is worth it. If you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior and want to know more, please reach out. I'd love to talk with you. Circling back to what I was saying about poverty. The Liberians are in physical poverty and, for ones who don't know Christ, in spiritual poverty as well. At the same time, your neighbor, family member, grocer, fellow bus rider, waitress, or anyone else you come across could all be in spiritual poverty if they do not know Christ. We are all in desperate need of Jesus Christ. May we not forget that just as much as the people of Liberia need Christ, so do the people that are all around us. Lost by Sam Risley She is at the pinnacle of her career a place where many dream of being and most never reach. Hers, however, is a dead-end job that she did not choose and never dreamed to have. I would say she is your typical blonde, but I cannot control your mind enough with such a simple description to get you to the truth of Brittany's hopeless story. So, let me begin this way. It's a girl! Oh my! A baby girl, what a joy. Dad, look, it's a girl. Brittany's journey began with a father puffed out chest, holding back his warrior spirit from already planning the beat down of whoever might hurt his little girl. Yes, guys think like that. But then life came swooping in to consume Brittany's dreams and her knight in shining armor with them. I suppose her mom was just an innocent bystander to the carnage. Oh, I bet the tears are all sucked up now like a worthless vapor that drifted out a broken window. Besides, what good are tears when there's no one hearing their deafening crash to the ground? When there's no one to rescue and no defender? The word cute probably stopped when the abuse started. The why-nots came flooding in as the no-ways lost their appeal and the ravaging began. The dark, hopeless world sure can be a cruel place for a little, fatherless blonde with nothing to offer. Maybe you would have walked into McDonald's and not seen all this from the girl taking your order. But I can't stop seeing it. A beautiful little girl swept off her feet by darkness that pretends to be light. Tired of waiting for Mr. Wright to do the sweeping and sick of getting swept into that dingy dustpan meant for the trash. I felt her wounds and felt my call to be a hope giver. I smiled and had such a lovely conversation with her. I noticed her addiction-riddled body, frail and weak. I noticed her single, worn-out script tattoo across her forearm and her nervous speech. I could feel her worry as she looked across the cavernous expanse to me, the one who thought he was better than she was, the one who never hurt and had everything going for him. I wondered if she'd played out our conversation when she saw me come in the place. 
I know she's observant because people like her have to have eyes in their back of their head their whole life, or they would have never survived the past 65 years of life. Oh, she couldn't have been more than 21 years old or so, but years tend to pile on fast in the dark. Her teeth were hard to look at, yet her freed-up smile was priceless. She's a forgotten little blonde girl who has stopped asking for more as she settles for less each day, figuring, I suppose, that chaos is really king. I wonder how many missionaries will be served by Brittany on their way to the mission field, getting some breakfast as they contemplate their bravery and what they will say when they finally get to their deserving target audience. I wonder who's targeting this little child with love. I wonder who sees her as Hope's story. For a brief moment, I got to see that Hope's story is not confined to Liberia, Africa. In fact, Hope givers walk every beat down street in this world and see it as a calling, not a moment reserved for only fourth world countries like Liberia. The mission field is not a destination. It's a defining walking path. Hope's story, page 49 through 50. Used with permission. It is just as much a Christ follower's job to show love and to share Christ with the people around us as it is a Christ follower's job to show love and share Christ with the people in Liberia. We all need hope. We all need water. Living water. Jesus. Salvation through Christ is what everyone in the world desperately needs. The mission field doesn't start in another country. The missions field starts right here, right now, with the person next to you that doesn't know Christ as their Savior. I've been blessed with the opportunity to go to Liberia and will certainly take that time to intentionally do whatever God calls me to do. But when I come home, I don't want that mindset to change. I want to have the mindset of sharing Christ and obeying Him right now. How can you share and obey God today? On next week. Shelby. Contact me at shelbyspringit911 at gmail.com. And for more information, see hope2.org, hope2 on Facebook, and at hope2.org on Instagram.